Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Pleasure, excess, hex debts, rest, and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. <laughs> Very spooky intro. Oh, no. And welcome to uh, close to Halloween, but next week we're going to have a guest and I'll be too embarrassed to do this <laughs> <laughs> episode. <laughs> Can I stop the voice now? Yes. Hey, you could have stopped it right from the start. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Interesting yeah. take. Yeah, we'll uh, let the uh, listeners. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, you, cause is it because you you've got a better impression? No, that you want to bust into? Absolutely not. By all means, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, this is my impression. Uh, it's called Silent Halloween. Oh, it's very spooky. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Silent Night, of, uh, but repurposing it. Yes. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning. It's October 24th, and you're listening uh-huh. to Bachelor of Hearts in the morning. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning um, with Mar- Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You in my head. Fuck, what a good song. How did that get there? Dunno. It's late October. Yep. We have perfectly good novelty music for this time of year already, mm-hmm. but it's such a banger. Have it's you been to song. any of the department stores recently? Mm. No. Christmas shit's out. You're probably right, actually. Yep. Yeah. Which is bad because we have a holiday going on right now, as you can tell from the intro of this podcast. <laughs> it's definitely not a week early. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. It's an uh, Australian and sometimes New Zealand bachelor slash bachelorette podcast. It's also a bit of a mouthful. Uh, and it's uh, hosted by me, Xavier Rabatsky Noonan, and my good, 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 good quality friend, Max Quinn. Good quality. That's how they describe me mm-hmm. on my business cards. You're like 1080p. No, 4K, Max. 4K? Yeah, oh, I would have I would have settled for like 720. Wow. So would Tony Hawk, but that's why... <laughs> <laughs> That's why. No, he didn't. He, no, no, no. He, he could have settled for the yeah, 720, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he, he pushed it all the way through. Yeah. God, that's inspiring. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. <laughs> that tone. Is that? I can't believe that song's about him. You I know. know. Yeah, they he's somehow, so fucking vain. I guess predicted that yeah. he would. Because <laughs> that was before he did the 900, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like the 900, you know, child's Changed. play. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, to you? To me, yeah. Because you're, you're a skateboard guy. Look, I can tic-tac-toe with the best of them. Really? Yep. See, I'm not even really sure what that is. I'm admitting myself as a bit of a square here, but... Oh, wow. I can't believe... Uh, yeah, look. Um, that definitely I can sounds do a like... shove it. Oh, a pop shove it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can do a nose grind. A nose grind? That's like up and triangle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do like a, uh, hmm, a reverse uh, a triple pike. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I tried to do a pike once I ended up with a pike let. <laughs> Bit of a pike let down. <laughs> anyway. Okay, all right. <laughs> Bachelorette, right? Yeah, that's what we do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've talked enough shit about Tony Hawk. Let's talk some <laughs> shit about Tony Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the two of them in the same room at the same well, time. Well, are they the same I'm person? Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. 
wonder what Sophie Monk's stats would be like if she was a creator skater in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Let's say two or three. Two or three. Okay, yeah. fair. Um, look, I reckon that she's got the like uh, resilience. Okay. Yeah, uh, to be pretty good. Yeah. You know? I don't remember the resilience slider in that game. Oh, yeah, no, there isn't a... Re- okay. <laughs> Maybe we're getting a little too inside baseball. Anyway. <laughs> Didn't you play with the Tony Hawk band? Just um, the other day? Did I play with the Tony Hawk band? What Birdman band? or the unexpected virtue of a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater cover band? <laughs> did, is that I not did. what you... Did yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Uh, Sounds I, like you loved them. <laughs> Let's oh, talk about on. it more. I played a festival on the weekend. I was actually DJing at the same time as they were playing. Oh, so I no. think it's the Yeah. I mean, good on you. Congrats. How was it? Uh, look, it was really... I had a great time at the festival. Uh, I played a good solo set. And then uh, DJ set. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. People still love the impression that I get. No way. They really do. Because there's been, there's been ups and downs. There have been, <laughs> uh, been quite tumultuous. Yeah. But, you know, at the moment, it feels like I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. And I'd like to think <laughs> that if I was, I would pass, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a... There's a halo in the... Co- well, no, that's a different song. That's a completely different song. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely similar era. That's yes. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of era, it's an era that we've been prattling on for so long instead of talking about The Bachelorette. <laughs> right? Uh, this is good. We're uh, segueing back into it. The thing is, we're a little late recording the episode this week, so Bachelorette itself feels a tiny bit more distant, yep. I guess, to us. Yep, yep, that's and, true. And sorry, I, I, I assume... As a historic document, when future civilizations look back on this podcast, mm. it won't really make too much difference whether the episodes were up late or whatever. But if you're one of the cool select few who's listening, like right here and now, like we apologize. Yeah, sorry, it's a real Neanderthal move of us. <laughs> totally. You know, like this is like Homo erectus yeah. shit from from the two of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't want people to think that we don't take this podcast seriously. Like even in the days that we've had. While you know, while we we kind of planned to do an episode while you were gone, yep, and that kind of thing, it didn't happen again. It didn't happen. I was bad at it. This, that was my fault. I took that time like working on my skills and working on like presentation and impressions and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say the impression that you did to start the show, beautiful, and I think that we should hear it uh, a lot more throughout this. Episode. The impression that I get is <laughs> the uh, hello. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, very spooky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very spooky German man, according to me. Yeah, yeah. hello. I guess, I guess yeah. <laughs> Just from un, you know, unspecified. It is Halloween. Foreign place. <laughs> no, maybe he's Welsh. Do you yeah, know? Sure. You know, Callan, my friend Callan. Yeah. He does this impression of a Welsh person that doesn't sound like a Welsh person. Okay. Goes like this. I'm so Welsh. <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Wales. Neither have I. Is that a Welsh act? What does Tom Jones sound like? Hmm. There's none on you. No, I don't know how he talks. What? New physica? That is. Is good. that it? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. Pretty, okay. I mean, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this week on the TV show The Bachelorette, yes, Sophie Monk, The Bachelorette, mm. sent home two of the men from The Bachelorette. Bachelors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's easier. Mm-hmm. Streamline it. Uh, this week we said goodbye to James. Yes. And Blake. Interesting. Yes. Can't believe that Blake made it further than James. I'm shocked. Yes. We'll say that I did look at James's Instagram afterwards. Mm. Uh, his Instagram handle is like Jimmy in Paradise or something great, like that. Great. Jimmy Buffett or something, Yeah, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Jimmy in Paradise. Jimmy in Paradise. Because as we know, and we haven't talked about this too much on the podcast, Bachelor mm. in Paradise Australia is coming up at some oh, unspecified that's future fascinating. date. Do we think Jimmy, straight off, you know... Uh, I guess you would also call it paradise, the luxury uh, mansion that he's been living in. Mm. 
Uh, do you reckon he's headed to the tropical isles of wherever they haven't mentioned in a press release yet? I'll put it in Fiji. And yes, I reckon. Mm. I think that they will send them to Fiji. And I think that James uh, is definitely someone who we could see on the island. He had a really positive edit. Mm. Um, he was probably pretty charming. Mm. He might have a nice little time on Bachelor in Paradise when that comes up. I would love it if he came on Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like we may be more likely to get our good friend Blake. I think that's oh, we're almost certain to get Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his whole arc has been about sort of like raising his profile mm-hmm. and how interested he is in like social media and building his brand and stuff. That mm-hmm. stuff has all been very, very transparent and on the surface. So <laughs> it would not surprise me one bit. No, I think that uh, Blake in Paradise is probably uh, almost a certainty at this yeah, point. Yeah, um, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about the reasons that they're going home as we do our recap. Yeah, I mean, I can summarize Blake for you right now. Okay, he's sure. An asshole. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Jimmy, slightly less. I think yeah. he's actually good. Yeah, I think Jimmy was like, we saw a lot of endearing moments from Jimmy. I, I mean, I've been so wrong about this season. I thought Luke was a finalist. Mm. Then I guess I thought Jimmy was a finalist. Yeah. Now... We're going to hometowns, and fucking Jared has made it to hometowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, yeah, well, we Excuse ought to... Excuse me. <laughs> I totally agree. We ought to dive right into it, though, because there is quite a bit to get through. So we begin with The Bachelorette, Australia, Season 3, Episode 9. That was hot. It's <laughs> like... Uh... It's like Paris Hilton levels of hot. Oh, okay. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Who does Bat- Bateman? Um, and he also Raymond? plays... No, no, no. Ba- Bateman from... He throws the boomerang and... Ray Romano. Flies around, but he can't really Ray. fly. Very rich man. Oh, he also... In the other one, he plays Bateman. He's a Come very rich guy. Who wears a suit and listens to... Frank! Huey Lewis. Sophie surprises the final five at the mansion <laughs> and invites them out into the garden where Osher Ginsburg is waiting for them. We like this guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy's a good guy. Isn't he good? There's yeah. a competition to win a meet and greet with Asha, and we didn't enter it. Mm, it's such a shame. You had I mean, to take a I picture. I would love to. I mean, it's it, the thing is, though, you're a vegan. Sure. And I'm not going to put you in the situation where you have to be exposed to meat. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? And same you thing don't with want Asha. A meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I would have done a greet, but yeah, meat's look, kind it's, of off it's the, the meat. menu. It's, takes it off the table, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pass the salt. Pasta salt? Pasta salt. You have a specific kind of salt for pasta. It's like chicken salt. <laughs> pasta salt. I like that. that? Yeah, that? no, no. That's my prior conviction. Let's keep going. <laughs> you got chicken salt and you got table salt. Do you want your food to taste like chicken <laughs> or table? Uh, good, Anywho, good, good. Uh, <laughs> nearly one sentence into the recap here. Uh, Osher introduces them to the chief matching scientist from eHarmony who are a sponsor of the program. Uh, this guy's name is Jonathan Beber, and he is here to so- help Sophie pick which four men will be selected for hometowns. This is like, Sophie could have just jumped on eHarmony at home. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, he kind of gets involved. It, Yeah, he does. There's a lot of involvement here. I mean, it's a huge branding exercise. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. for eHarmony. Uh, but realistically, this whole thing felt a bit purposeless, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you mean The Bachelorette? What, uh-huh, what? Nothing. Uh, um, Asha says there'll be a series of tests with men being eliminated one by one until her perfect match is decided and the two will get some alone time together. So it comes down to one person. Yes. Just like it always does, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I'm singling that out. Uh, the first test has them building personality pie charts. Uh, and the men have to quantify how much they identify with characteristics such as humor, uh-huh. emotional, and opinionated. <laughs> emotional is characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. How much yeah. do you have emotions? <laughs> how um, much do you have emotional? How much do you have 
emotion and or emotion side B, the <laughs> award-winning <laughs> albums of the year from Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, and uh, yeah, they have to compare those pie graphs to Sophie's. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan and Osha go through all the pie charts and Sophie reacts to them. She has an incredible bit of VO where she says, Paula Abdul's always said opposites attract. Good. And I've lived by that. Good. But Jonathan thinks otherwise. So good. I like that Sophie thinks that Paula Abdul just goes around saying that. I mean, it's the name of a song that she did with MC Scat Cat, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> I like the idea that it's like, yeah, she's said that she's maintained that for like 20, 30 years. It's her mantra. Yeah. Um, it's kind she of sits down and meditates to it every day. We go together like no, I don't know. <laughs> two steps forward and two, two steps, steps back. back. We get together cause our opposites attract. Yeah, you got it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James gets knocked out first. Um, with Sophie saying that he's a little more serious and structured than she is. He's a fucking financial broker. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I've seen him as quite friendly and, like, willing to put himself out there in these sorts of situations, which to me doesn't necessarily read of somebody being really serious or whatever. No. But, I don't know, she's probably seen a lot more of him than that's we are. That's true, yeah. He's shown a willingness to laugh at himself, which we really like. Yeah. Uh, however, maybe she is just taking it from... Uh, maybe she knows more than we do. Yeah, who knows? It's possible. Test, it's possible. <laughs> I highly <laughs> doubt it. I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Fuck. I've got a co-worker. Yeah. Go, come no, on. No, I no, 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 do it, do it, do it. I've got a co-worker. He just went and got straight married, and he's always talking about the wife. Uh-huh. Um, but he was just telling me, uh, he asked if I watch Rick and Morty, and I was like, no, not really. Yeah. And he was like, well, now you can't anymore, because people think you're a bloody crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay, mate. Alrighty. I'm also sorry you didn't get any of the fucking barbecue sauce. Oh, look, I was in LA when that happened. Oh my god. We haven't gosh. talked about this. Yeah, okay. There was like I was like driving in an Uber past a McDonald's mm. with like a fucking angry mob outside. Holy shit. And I was like, what is going on here? I had no idea. I, I mean that... some of that stuff was nightmarish. I saw some really horrible footage it was of like awful. staff People being chanting. harassed and stuff. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Did not like that at all, but didn't think anything of it was on yeah. the way to a festival. Got back on the internet the next day. Yeah. Of course fucking Dan Harmon did this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's his fault. <laughs> Stick to the Dungeons and Dragons, Tommen. <laughs> Bloody damn. Go back to community. Anyway, <laughs> how much of this makes it into the final episode? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Test number two has the men dressing up for mannequins as they would want Sophie to appear on a perfect date. Get fucked. Yeah, not not wild about it. If that sounds a little bit male gazy, uh, Blake really underlines the point in his recap, saying, "I actually have no problem around the female body." Oh, um, good enough. Uh, and then he says, "My strength is taking clothes off." Mm. Oh. Very appealing stuff from Blake. Uh, very charming indeed. Osha gives them... Is he fucking Joey from Friends? <laughs> it is like a Joey from Friends It's a Joey from Friends thing, right? Which friend are the top five? <laughs> oh, that's a much better test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which friend from Friends are the top five? Okay, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Apollo is like a Rachel. Yeah, definitely. I think Apollo is Rachel. Yeah. Um, mm. So, let's say... Who's uh, the wealthiest friend? Uh, who is the wealthiest friend? Probably... I mean, they all... How do they live in that little apartment? How, how do, do they, they afford... <laughs> Ross has the best job, right? As a archaeologist, paleontologist. A, yeah, he likes bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, bone guy. He's a bone guy. Yeah, yeah. he's I think on he's the TV a show Bones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ross is uh, Stu. 
Okay. Let's we've we've <laughs> dug this into the ground like some bones that Ross would <laughs> dig up on his TV show. Um, Bony M. <laughs> Osha gives them five minutes to pick an outfit and plan the date that it would correspond with. Um, and soon we are treated to these hilarious date ideas that I wrote down because I think they're very funny. Mm-hmm. In this very not good like date idea, um, Blake's uh, chocolate at the top of a snowy mountain with a bottle of wine, a bonfire, and of course, a beautiful Sophie to share the experience. Possible snowboarding as well. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote all of that on his little <laughs> sheet, like A4 paper. Uh, which the thing followed... that I really want to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then maybe... <laughs> Come on, Mom! <laughs> um, uh, this is followed by Stu's much more measured A Candlelit Dinner on Sydney Harbour. Which uh, they're about to have, actually. Yeah, on, this on is Sydney fine. Harbor. Yeah. Uh, Apollo's dream date is a pretty telling insight. He says, A beach picnic at Byron Bay, nice pizza, a couple of cold ciders, a bit of, a bit of a boogie in the sand dunes. Which I mention only now now that we've realized that Apollo is in fact a dune rat. Yeah, okay. Which is shocking. Yeah. I thought he was flawless. I, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, look, uh, that's that's fine. That mm-hmm. happens in Byron Bay all the time. There's yeah. lots of people who do that kind of thing. Your dream date is Byron Bay, though. Like, re- I, f- I feel like Byron Bay is where you go if you can't afford to go, like... Oh. Where? I don't know. Overseas or okay, something. Okay, fair. You know? Fiji. Yeah. Uh, Paradise. Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, anyway. Uh, Love last- it, Treasure Island. Yes, that's yeah, right. that's yeah. my dream day. Yes, me too. Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, all. Kermit Frog here. Last up is Jared's hike through the woods to a lovely cabin with a roaring fire. It's <laughs> just creepy. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. Um, and an axe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then he says, if you look closer, you'll see the bikini. That's for the hot tub later on. Uh Jared, if, uh, just, just tone it down. Just pull it back like um, 70%, buddy. Yeah, please. Yeah, um, like but it's not much. Just like almost all the way Yeah, back. just the majority of the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sophie shoots down Apollo's Byron Bay date uh, because apparently she goes to Byron all the time. And honestly, it's not that exciting, which is fair. That's, I mean... I've been there a bunch too. If somebody proposed that to me, I'd be like, I guess... We could just go to Ballina. You yeah, know? it's just exactly, down the road. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Big prawn. Cop the big prawn outside Bunnings. Have a snag. Yep. Snag Sanger. Yep. Onions optional. Possible snowboarding. <laughs> I like it. Max, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I'm gonna get away. Um, Osher introduces us to the next round. Perfect batch. I love it. It's I really, like it. It's really nice. It plays just like classic perfect match. With the three boys sitting on stools and being asked questions by Sophie, only Jonathan Beber has to read out the answers to preserve their anonymity. Um, There's a funny question where they're all asked what they would do if they won $100 million. And Stu, who we know is already... (laughs) (laughs) Has surpassed that. Filthy Rich. Yes. uh, Says he'd give a boatload of it to my favorite charities, of which there are several... Which, if I didn't know any better, it just sounds like he wants to buy another boat. Just wants a boat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'd give a boatload of it <laughs> to my favorite charity. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd donate a yacht to my favorite <laughs> yacht club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd uh, uh, dingy. That's <laughs> not good at this. Um, there are a couple of cheesy little montages in this segment, which make me feel like they're really warming up for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Because they play some like chintzy sort of vintage like uh music. have you heard that word no never before in my life sounds racist actually Thank it's you not for increasing my vocabulary there you go okay i went to university i didn't that means one versity <laughs> that's the latin um <laughs> anyway <Idiot. laughs> Stu, Stu wins the extra time with sophie 
Uh, and guess oh, what? Wow. Guess what? They it. sit down at a batchy couch with some wine. Oh, really? Is it uh, on a boat with candles? This time, no boat. <laughs> so weird. Check back in later. Yeah, okay. Um, Stu opens up about his past relationship. He says, I have loved one person and for a long time. We sort of had a childhood thing as well, and she's awesome. I think I made my ex drift away with other reasons. And he doesn't go into what the reasons are. But he says, I was happy and I want that again. It's interesting, his like choice of words, I made her drift away. Mm. What, are you, what, what did are you, you do? Yeah. How, like, you are, not to psychoanalyze, but adopting and taking on blame mm. for that relationship failing. Yeah. And, you know, that's either a really cool thing or it's something that maybe you need to work on. I made her drift away. Yeah. Yeah. I can't pass it. it it's uh, it's very difficult. Pass yeah. with a P-A-R-S-E, right? Sure. Yeah. No, not pass. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like pass. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you pass text. Like you're a passhole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> he says, I liked marriage. I like marriage. I love children. Lose, <laughs> too. I know I'm just Oi. taking you out of context. Oi. Uh, he says, I would do it again in a heartbeat, re- referring to kids. Uh, I, I want happiness. Except, wait, have we think so? Not yet. Okay, Not okay, yet. Okay. Happening later. Okay. Um, I really find Stu kind of icky. Um, I know I'm just kind of taking some of these things out of context, but I, I just generally think that his like, uh, uh, conversational style doesn't really gel well with me. Yeah. Um, oh, he's and, a rich old white man. Yeah. Well, there's that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you can feel the show doing its best, in my opinion, to persuade us that Sophie is into it. Yep. Um, and they give him lots of nice music and yep. lots of nice editing and that sort of thing. Um, the two of them share a kiss, which Stu interrupts again by uh, talking into her face. I guess this is like their thing now. I don't know. It's really bad. It's like, do better. Yeah, I just don't know. Nope. Anyway, Osha delivers the men the final single date card, which reads, when it comes to matters of the heart, I'm not one to kid around. Uh, and it's for Blake. Um, Sophie says she's only seen the too cool for school side of Blake, but owes it to herself to get to know him. Uh, no, and you in- don't. Well, yeah, I don't know. She's like, well, I've kept him around this long. I yeah. guess maybe I need to. Eh, mm. Obligated to. Yeah. Um, in an effort to rebrand Sophie as a quote country girl at heart, which maybe there's maybe some truth to that. At heart. Mm. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, you can, I'm not sure. you can almost say that you are anything at heart. Do you know? Yeah, what I that's mean? true. Like, yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm a juggler at heart. Yeah. You know, like. I've never listened to ICP, but I'm a juggler at heart. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whoop, whoop. Um, anyway, <laughs> they're going to have a fun day in the country, which will hopefully break down City Slicker Blake's boundaries. Because, um, you know, he's too cool for school. He's too cool. Yeah. And he comes from that giant city, Perth. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't have laughed so much. Sorry, Perth. Please. We love you, Perth. Um, there's a lot of quirky music as they feed these baby goats and then they milk one of the grown up goats uh, and then they have to use the goat milk to make some cheese. Mm. It's very not vegan. No. I didn't take a lot of notes. They definitely just use some cheese that they prepared earlier as well. Certainly. There's a real obvious swap out moment. It takes a long time to make cheese. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Paul we, Kelly uh... taught us. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did just a recipe album? <laughs> I actually think that'd be okay. That'd be great. I think it'd sell. Yeah, I think so. Like even just a cooking book. Yeah. Yeah. But with a CD. Yeah. Song versions of every recipe. <laughs> 
from little springs, big spring rolls. <laughs> I think the idea is that there's the secret ingredient in everything is just tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> for what, Paul? For what? <laughs> Sweetness <laughs> and that extra tang. Um, so, yeah, it's also... Um, I just, you know, like the, the milking goat thing. Yeah. Um, it's just not a very good sign, in my opinion, or like based on history of Bachelor Bachelorette stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it never really happens with the front runner when they have to do like, um, do you remember on US Bachelor when uh, Corinne had to do the like farm chores? Oh yeah, that was and funny. And she was like, oh, I've got to wear these boots. Oh, they're getting mud all over them. Like yeah. it's sort of simple life sort of thing. That's true. It never really happens with the person who's going to actually win. Yes. Um. Uh, I mean, right. We're giving you the farm date. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have one of these every season. So come on in. It's you. Yeah. Um, But uh, Blake talks about, well, not but. um, He's a but. (laughs) But Blake (laughs) is what I'm calling him. Uh, He talks about changing his tactic to be more, quote, emotion-based. And I don't think he's talking about the Carly Rae Jepsen album. (laughs) Um, And sensitive because, quote, ultimately that's what girls want. That's... We've talked about this. Yeah, it's just very bad. Blake's <sighs> got bad motivations, um, so it's hard to applaud him when he accidentally does something right. Don't, like, it's not, you don't do something because that's what girls want. You do it to be a nice person. Exactly. To don't be a good human being. wait for the reward. Like, yeah, yeah just yeah. be a good... Uh, yep, let's keep going. Later on, they settle at a batchy couch where they drink wine and quite noticeably don't eat any cheese. Um, I don't know. Must have been bad. Yeah, maybe. Um, Sophie asks what Blake is like. Uh, in, uh, sorry, because <laughs> it's a goat. Because it's a goat. <laughs> very, very goat. Um, Sophie asks what Blake is like in a relationship. Sorry, were you kidding? It's <laughs> 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 the same joke they already did. Uh, and Blake says, "I get super cute and cuddly, and communication is like super important. So I'm always talking as much as I can." <laughs> that's not that. <laughs> that's not the lesson there. That's not that at all. Oh, I, that's communication so frustrating. Is key, so I like to drown out my partner in every possible circumstance. When you are talking, and this is what I've been thinking about with stuff that's been going on on the internet this week. Okay. You know, Me Too stuff. Uh, when you're talking, it's so fucking hard to listen. That's true. Everyone, like dudes especially, can yeah. like, oh boy, oh, there's a lot of being quiet that we can do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he has, Blake has this sort of labored delivery that makes him seem like he's being a little bit disingenuous or at least being very deliberate. Blake? Blake. Can't believe it. Yeah, I know, right? What? Um, yeah, Sophie seems impressed, though, saying that he is so much sweeter than she thought. Uh, he compliments her. She says that she doesn't take compliments that well. He says they should just stop talking. And then suddenly they are making out, which is a situation I have nightmares about, actually. Like, when you're... <laughs> Blaking out? <laughs> yeah, making out with Blake. Yeah. But also, like, when you're just trying to have a conversation with somebody and then it's something starts happening. Yeah. Ooh, scary. Oh, boy. Um, Spooky Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, do I have... How did I come into this thing with a sound effect oh board and nothing spooky on it? You have what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> that is kind of scary. I have seagulls. They're both scary. Hitchcock, the, the birds were very frightening, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rhyme of the Albatross. Nope, that's not it. Asian Mariner. What's with that? the Albatross. You know Samuel Taylor Herring. Who's that? I went to university. Wow. Yeah, hey. he's a poet. Did you Sammy, go to Samuel Taylor Coleridge? Mm-mm. Is it Herring Coleridge? No, it's Coleridge, and he has the rhyme of the ancient mariner. I don't know where I thought herring wood came from, but the albatross is a significant metaphor because it hangs around the sailor's neck, the mariner. Okay, let's this keep going. This is great content love, for somebody out there. I love poems. P-O-M-E-S. 
<laughs> this shit has been honest. Um, <laughs> so Blake, uh, sorry, there's a bad thing happening. Um, Blake, oh, sorry. Blake does this bad kiss that Sophie doesn't really seem to be interested in. Uh-huh. Uh, but he is given right of way in voiceover, um, saying, finally being able to kiss Sophie. I wish I had have done that previously, but today the scene was just perfect and I just couldn't help myself. Also, snowboarding. <laughs> there might be a little bit of snowboarding <laughs> later. Uh, Blake asks... What other relationship questions, dot, 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 like not really expecting an answer? Yeah. And so if he says, I don't now, uh, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's friends of mine, Hurricane Fall, and they want to play a song for us. Oh, God. And so we've got this happening. And and um, it's a band that I didn't know. I don't know who they up are. Up until this. But I want to give a shout out to our friend Ro, mm-hmm. who has the scoop that Hurricane Fall are supporting the one and only Billy Ray Cyrus. On his 2018 Australian tour. Oh my God. So if you like what you heard, and you also like uh, um, Miley's dad. Yes. From Hannah Montana. And the Achy Breaky Heart song. Sure, that's yeah. it. Wait, what? He has a music career? Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, I know. Wait. Uh, you knew that. Oh, stop it. Maxwell. Stop it. I went to bloody university. I know. We studied Achy Breaky yeah, Heart yeah. for two semesters straight. <laughs> A&E. That's all <laughs> you need, guys. <laughs> um, they sure were a competent... Country boy band. <laughs> Certainly were. Uh, between that and Blake and Sophie continuing to make out throughout this whole thing, though, I mm. kind of just left the room. Yeah, a bit I uncomfortable. Like, Wonder what I've got in the fridge. Mm-hmm-hmm. Goat's uh, cheese? No, not oh, a lot weird. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ro, Flack. Yeah. yeah. At Flaxseed on Twitter. Oh, Ro's yeah. great. Yeah. Proper shout out. Yeah, go say, go say hi to Rochelle. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, at the cocktail party, a somewhat drunk Stu lectures Jared on letting Blake's attention-seeking behavior get to him. Mm. Jared then explains to Sophie that he's, quote, now at the time when I'm have feelings for you. When I'm have feelings for you. Good boy, Jared. <laughs> Very good. I like how important this is to the narrative of the show. Like, yeah. these types of statements, like, frame so much of the decision-making and stuff. And yes. I just snubbed it. He just kind of fucked it. He flubbed it, I mean. Yeah, he didn't yeah. snub it. No, no, no. Well, uh, look, you just kind of flubbed it. Mm. <laughs> Robin Williams in... What? what Let's keep going. Fork's pass. <laughs> Sorry, pass. P-A-R-S-E. Sophie asks what Jared sees their life together being like, and he very helpfully says, quote, I want a family. I want to be able to live a life. I want to live a dream. And I need to live that dream with somebody. (laughs) This is what our life together will be like. It is. It's not very helpful. That is flabbergasting. Yeah. That that is what you've come out with. Yeah, He's and he so makes passionate. it through. Like, yeah, he makes his, it through. This isn't his final speech or whatever. No, no, no. So he's like, sounds great to me. Yeah, he's not dying on the hill here. No, no, no. At the rose ceremony, Blake gets the first rose, followed by Stu, Jared, and Apollo, meaning James did not make the cut. We didn't see anything from James in this episode, really. No, hardly anything at all. Got kicked out of the eHarmony date, and that was kind of it. That was enough. All right. Um, James thanks her for taking him out of his comfort zone, mm-hmm. um, which, like, you know, he was always presented as, like, kind of nervous about things and yep. that sort of thing. So hopefully he did gain something from the experience. Sure. Um, it seemed like a genuine thank you. Uh, in the limo, he says he's gutted because he thought their relationship was still building, but he wishes her the best. And it's pretty nice. It's pretty genuine. It's about all you can ask Feels for. Feels, like, authentic for James. Um, we'll see him again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now we head along to the next episode, which is Hometowns. Oh-ho. So this is a big one. Um, strap in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
it's, it's hometowns. There's a lot of explaining to do. There Arms and feet inside their eyes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, can we just talk? The people who made the hometowns. Yeah. Jared. Yes. Blake. Yes. Do we know who the final two are? Apollo's two. Yeah. Yeah. But you reckon Apollo's final two? Oh, yeah. I reckon Jared might be... You, oh, my God. I reckon Jared's number two and Stu's number one, and I don't... I'm not super happy about it. That's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> That's talk. What I think. I think Apollo has to be there. I hope Apollo's there. I hope Apollo's, like, I mean... But he's a baby. He's a tiny boy. Hey, we'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, by the time we release this oh. episode, the episode, like, that episode will be coming sure, out. Sure, sure. So, uh, okay, so we're talking about The Bachelorette Australia Season 3, Episode 10. Where Jared goes to hometowns. <laughs> That's right. Um, there is some embarrassingly bad EDM, like fake EDM music that scores Sophie's little walk along <laughs> the beach here. EDM. <laughs> I don't know what quantifies real EDM, but this didn't feel like quite up to scratch. It's like the Republican uh, electronic producer um, like blog. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, this is fake EDM. Right, yeah. yeah. You can't trust anything you hear through, through traditional EDM media. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> you have to listen to Fox EDM. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, Gippsland. Gipsland? Gippsland. Gippsland. I knew. Mm -hmm. Testing you. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the time. Gipsland. I'm never not there. It is in Victoria. Certainly is. Which is the state that we're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Jared's hometown. He's up He lives in Gippsland. He lives in Gippsland. Yep. Yep. Uh, So does the grapes. (laughs) Um, Yes. Oh. Yeah, specifically... Big G. The, the fa- G-Town boys. <laughs> McG. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Can I, t- I just want to set the scene quickly. Um, I was at the pub with a lot of people when I was watching this episode. Oh, the, sure. The Lady Hampshire in Sydney uh, does a screening of The Bachelor. Great. So I got a lot of public context here, and I will be inserting uh, things that I learned. Oh, like uh, Man on the Street mm-hmm. sort of like Man takes? on the Street style as we keep going through. Excellent. I okay. like that. Okay. We're in Gippo. Um, where did I... W- I just watched this on my own in my room. Okay. Quietly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jared's hometown uh, Specifically the family vineyard Where Sophie waits monologuing I adore Jar- Jared And I love wine What more could a girl ask for? It's relatable Sure um, They hug and kiss And Jared says The vineyard is a big part of my life And uh, yeah We're going on a fucking tour of the vineyard We're going on a guided fucking Advertised promotional Real nice looking tour of the vineyard um, we should have seen this coming a long time ago. It's true. I, I didn't really think about it. I didn't even it. think about that. Foresight, yeah. not um, a good, not something I learned in uni. Yeah, we get a, we get a lot of these like drone shots, and Jared tells the inspiring story of how his family planted the vines and how they got married amongst the vines how they listened to Get Free by the Vines. <laughs> yeah. How the Vines eventually grew up and wrapped around their legs and sucked <laughs> them underground and then Hermione had to use the secret spell but they had to relax and Ron just could not fucking relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Harry had to do Lumos to like shrink the Vines because mm. the Vines hate light. And then Craig was like, oh, gotta get free. And that's what the song's about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And not much longer would you be mine. Uh-huh. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's anyway, what you could um, hear. Fuck Voldemort. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a controversial take. That's Is my... any podcast out there saying these types of things? I don't think so. Let us know with your five-star <laughs> review. <laughs> um, Jared says, uh, the people who are going to be here today are a massive part of my life, and they've seen me from boy to man. <laughs> and they've seen me in from boys to men. Except for the period of my life where I went away for 12 years. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so he will be meeting uh, Jared's stepmom and his dad, his best friend Chris, his stepdad, his sister, and his mum. Fucking everyone gets a hand on this ball, huh? Everybody gets a hand. Yeah. Yep. Um, we should uh, just give a bit of a lay of the land here. Um, they set up these episodes in a peculiar way, don't they? Mm-hmm. So... There's always one person that Sophie has to look out for. Yes. And then a little bit later on, you'll meet them. And then you'll hear that person uh, critiquing Sophie, going mm-hmm. pretty hard at her. And you'll and see them sweat for a while. Uh-huh. And it'll be that way for every single day. Yeah. And you'll get to a commercial break. And then after the commercial break, they'll resolve it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, that was so nice. It was yeah. so great to meet Sophie Monk. And it'll just be absolutely fine. Uh, except for Tara's brother in the previous season, where yeah. it was clearly not fine, and I don't know if he's ever been fine in his life. Put him on paradise. Yeah, Troy. Put Troy on paradise. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, so Sophie brings flowers for Jared's mum, and then meets the whole gang, saying she has heard so much about all of them, which cannot be true. <laughs> flowers for Jared's mum sounds like the title of a Something for Kate album. Oh, totally. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Paul? Yeah, yeah. Paul, you listening? listening? Yeah. He's Get us up. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we watch everyone meet each other for ages because there are so many of them. Um, there's a little baby, uh, but then Jared's mum whisks him away, leaving Sophie alone with the others. Wait, is Jared the little baby? <laughs> <laughs> there's another little baby. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, we watch Jared brag to his mum about getting the first single date um, while she makes canapes without his help. <laughs> oh, I hope she's fucking grilling the pineapple. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Jared's probably just there to make sure of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, until she says, forget the food, forget the wine, forget the beer. Are you in love with Sophie? Which is like, give me a gift for that. Mm-hmm. Give me a gift for that with a subtitle. Um, she's kind of given a bit of a wink to the camera with this. I imagine somebody might have fed her that line, but it's very good. It's good. Um, Jared says, I am telling you now that I have fallen for Sophie. And if all goes well tonight, then yes. It's very ominous. They play this clip maybe two, maybe even three times. Yeah. Like before and after the commercial break. And yeah, it's just it's, weirdly phrased. They couldn't quite cut it together into a, a whole-seeming sentence. Yeah, it just does seem like he uh, is doing like the Mr. Burns tent hands during the ad break. You yes. know? There's a cat that sits on his lap and his son's Scott and he says, how about no, all the time. <laughs> Scotty no. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he tells his mum, this is the kind of person that I've been looking for. Like Sophie is like a well-fitting pair of jeans or something. Oh. Um, before going back in to, quote, rescue her. Uh, Jared's mum is still sceptical. It's just a bad vibe. They sit down to eat and everyone says, enjoy the wine. Enjoy the wine. That's <laughs> oh a creepy read on that. It All is. I'm saying yeah, is yeah. like, they're just making sure that you know that it's a fucking thing. <laughs> um, but before long, Jared's dad is asking Sophie about her, quote, high profile relationships in the past, which cues her up to talk about how it's hard to meet people because she's so famous, which is something that she will talk about on, I think, all of these Every hometowns. single one, yes. Um, then somebody asks, if you don't want a high-profile relationship, why are you the bachelorette? Which is a key question. It's a great one. That, mm, you you might have been asked every week on this podcast <laughs> since it began. Yep. Uh, and she barely answers. She just kind of says that this is the best way that she can find to meet a regular person. Couldn't she gets approached better. by a lot of the wrong people in her real life. So naturally, mm-hmm. reality TV. What are you going to do? Nothing. I've been single for a while. Maybe I better go, better on, go on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jared's mum pulls Sophie away into a cellar 
Sophie in voiceover says, if I don't come back, at least I died as I lived, surrounded by wine. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that Jared refers to it as a dungeon. Yeah, I don't know why he says that. Don't it's know. his fucking hometown. Oh, boy. Maybe it is literally a dungeon that they just have in their fucking huge estate. Uh, Sophie says, I've always liked Jared. He's always been there for me. He's competed for me, and I really care about him. And we see Jared's mom seemingly being won over by the whole bachelorette process, giving Jared her approval as the strings swell. It's pretty predictable with the pattern we just talked about. It is pretty predictable. And it's interesting there that Sophie and uh, Jared's mom do lean in and share a kiss. That's right. It's yeah, pretty beautiful, yeah. honestly. Um, and then weirdly, like, TV, Sophie's please. mom stops and, like, starts talking to her mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be a Jared's mom thing? Who knows? Maybe she just picked it up from Stu and liked it so much. Um, Jared and Sophie talk in the driveway. And Jared says, I'm not here to waste time. You have a strong heart and so do I. And at the end of this, I do hope there is a place in your heart for me. This is a hard thing to say, but the feelings that I have for you and have grown for you as who you are here have come to a conclusion. <laughs> Sorry. He is good at saying things in this way. I'm, <laughs> I'm less good at it. Um, have uh, the the feelings that I have for you and have grown for you as who you are have come to a conclusion where I've actually fallen in love with you. Oh, can I now? I should have just yeah. recorded it and played a clip. It's okay. Can we do that again? And now, <laughs> no, no, no. This time I am going to be the crowd that I watched this with. Oh, great. Okay. okay? okay I'm going to okay. play the part of 70, 80, a hundred people uh, in Sydney on Thursday night. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I'm not here to waste time. Oh, no. You have a strong heart, and so do I. Oh, fuck, he's going to do it. And at the end of this, I do hope there is a place in your heart for me. Of course, fuck. This is a hard thing to say. Oh. But the feelings that I have for you... And no. Have, ...and have grown come for on. you as who you are... He's going to do it. ...come to a conclusion. This is what? What? Where I've actually... Yes. ...fallen... No! ...in love with you. No! <laughs> That sounds great. I wish I was in a big crowd like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. My thoughts exactly. Uh, imagine there were 70 of me. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Sophie in VO says her heart absolutely melted when he said this. Uh, and that quote, this is the kind of guy I've been looking for. Can you imagine if he won though? <laughs> it, Can you? <laughs> it's not particularly Troy and Gabriella, is it? <laughs> no. This feeling's like no other. I thought you should know. I don't get this reference. I'm sorry. That I've never had someone who loves me like you do. I've really the only. Way you do. The only music I've ever really listened to is Bardot. Oh. So. You haven't seen High School Musical 1? No. You haven't? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, oh. is that Troy and Gabriella or is that Sharpay and Ryan? Oh, who knows? What I've been looking for. Look, the important thing is that it's I'm what I've been looking for. It's okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna. Oh, Jesus. Let's keep going. <laughs> Up next is Apollo's hometown of the Gold Coast. Uh, Sophie said, "Like, if you live on the Go Gold Coast, why do you want to go to Byron Bay? Like, you're it's already just down the road. I know, but you're already in Big Byron. <laughs> Big Byron sucks, though. <laughs> it's true." Um, Sophie says from the moment she met Apollo, there's always been a bit of magic between them. Okay, ah, we get right it. Already. We know what he does for a job. Apollo first wants to introduce Sophie to a very special part of his family, his horses. 
Apollo explains horse whispering to Sophie, um, the Robert Redford kind. Oh, God. Uh, and they talk about Chinese whispers, the racially insensitive, outdated expression kind. Yes, They're that like, kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to teach the horse how to... Oh, I thought... What was that? I thought it was Chinese whisper. We don't... Yeah, Yeah, look, this is... That was a bad time. Uh, I will say that there were like five separate people who busted into a rendition of The Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. Fantastic. I yeah. was kind of waiting for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's horse whispering, there's Chinese whispering. Nobody mentions the incredible mid-2000s Jennifer Garner series Ghost Whisperer, though. Great so- song? No. No, no, no. <laughs> Great theme song. Great probably, series. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sophie calls this horse stuff the best start to any date in a long time. Uh, it's, you know... It's they're, fine. They're, they're talking to some horses. We just had a puppy dog day. Yeah, come on. That's pretty good. I'm not making, like, a hierarchy of animals here. I am. I'm Maslow, and this is my hierarchy of animals. <laughs> okay. Number one, dog. Wait, is number one at the top, like, you lead it, need it the least, or is it at the bottom that you need it the most? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Sorry. Um, okay, let's go reverse pyramid style. Okay, hit me. Okay, so you don't need a guinea pig. Wow! Nope, gone. Sorry. Holy shit! Completely unnecessary. Hot take. Yep, turtle. No. Nope, don't need it. That's where I'm drawing the line. You're drawing the line at Are you saying because we've got tortoises, we don't need both? No, I'm just saying we don't need either. Tortoises can go there as well. Maxwell! No, they're gone. This is the least vegan fucking discussion we've had (laughs) on this podcast in so long. Uh, The highest animal is, of course, the giraffe. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just. We need that one the most. Yeah, well, also, it's just very tall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loves leaves. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about giraffes that, like, I feel like they're my soul animal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like in a Jared way? <laughs> Apollo preps her for the people that she will be meeting. So both his parents, um, Scott and Danielle, two friends that Apollo spends every day with, which I assume means they're also magicians. I don't really know. I don't really know either. Hmm. But Scott and Danielle are kind of older. Very old. Yeah. Very old. Yeah. His grandma is also there. Yeah. Um, who, in Apollo's words, is a shit stirrer. Mm. Um yeah, um, before long they arrive at their family home and they greet everybody. Sophie is taken by how nice Grandma Ellie is. But yeah, I was really more struck by how fucking old Apollo's friends Scott and Daniela. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Scott especially seems like he's like double Apollo's age. Because Apollo's mm. young. Apollo's 24. Yeah. So what's an older dude. Yeah, he's got, like, got a full grey ponytail, like, mm. you know. Magician looking guy. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not casting doubt on or exposing You're not casting... But... A spell? Mm. A spelljuns? <laughs> yeah. He does seem, uh, Scott, like a bit of an Apollo apologist. Oh, an apologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's what he's there for. Yes. Um, also, they have wisely ordered food for their hometown, which oh. is not something you always see, but it's like pretty clear that they just got some takeaway. And I'm like, yeah, nobody has to get up and go make food. That's Let's just fine. hang out and talk like people. We'll just have some Thai. Yeah. Why do people not do that every time? I don't know. Every time? Mm. So there's some family chat over dinner. They're rightfully concerned that Apollo might be too young for Sophie. Although 94-year-old Grandma Ellie helpfully adds that if the connection is there, age doesn't come into it. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. We're treated to some great line readings from Ellie, who also asks, what are your intentions with Apollo? Good. Apollo, don't jump into anything quick. She's like, she's 94. She's doing she's great She's doing a great job reading the cue cards here. She's like, you've not known her very long, have you? Like, it's just good. It's great. It's inquisitive journalism. Yep. Yeah. I would give her a Walkley. Why not? Yep. Why very not? 
Um, but soon things settle down, as Sophie says, it turns out it's not too hard to find common ground when you're talking about someone as amazing as Apollo. And soon she is soaking up compliments left and right from the whole lot of them. Sophie and Apollo regroup outside where she expresses her admiration and tells Apollo, I'm going to miss you. Mm. Um, they kiss and he beams at her. And then I realized that Apollo's chunk of this episode was like easily five minutes shorter than Jared's. Yes. There's not a lot there. Yeah. Uh, and like I cut it down because we are rushing through this podcast, but like there wasn't a lot happening. No, there wasn't a ton there. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't necessarily a ton of drama, bad. You know? It wasn't, yeah. And he was. also didn't have to tell her that he loved her. Sure. And we didn't have to spend five minutes on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's... Everyone loves Apollo, by the way. Yeah. Public opinion on Apollo, very, very, high. very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, I mean, like, good. Like, you know, yeah, he if, seems we, like if good we're going to applaud anybody, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very cute. Uh, up next, we go to Stu's hometown of Sydney, New South Wales, or should I say, a boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're not quite there yet, but. Um, yeah, Sophie admits that when she first met Stu before The Bachelorette, she thought he was a big douche. <laughs> um, but now that he has pursued her, she's realized that she misjudged him and he's actually, quote, just a sweet, fun, goofy guy. Nice try, Sophie. You are thinking of me. <laughs> uh... Um we watch him park this blue Mitsubishi that they've been showing off all episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a very obvious shot of like the rear camera parking assistance thingy to make sure that we know that that's a feature that it has. Like They're really showing it off. They're hamming it up. There was 69 in the number plate somewhere. I didn't write down the whole thing. Oh, it was nice. It was nice, yeah. Um, they stroll down to the water to Stu's hometown, a big, expensive, luxury yacht. <laughs> Just want to say thanks again to soundbible.com <laughs> for soundbible.com. We love you. Technically, have to say that. Yes. So good. Thank you, soundbible.com. They get on the harbor together and enjoy the view in a conversation that is extremely chopped up and full of Frankenbite dialogue. Yes. If you want to go back and listen to it, Stu says, My heart was badly, badly broken by my ex wife. <laughs> I was in a world of pain. But I've hopefully reassured you that I haven't been this happy in 20 years. Maybe ever. And they kiss. Yeah, I... This is a huge red flag for me. Yeah. Imagine being his daughter and listening to this. Yeah. I'm like, you've got a family, dude. You've got to be careful about what mm. you're saying on the TV, even yeah. if you are trying to pursue Sophie Monken. Is... If you think that she is going to make you happy, then you've got to do some work, buddy. Yeah. You know, not because she won't make you happy, but you've got to learn to be happy within yourself too. That's true. Yeah. And also, like, stop selling out your ex on TV. Yep. Don't do that either. Because yeah. these kids. It's this mama. kind of, yep, gaslighting kind of stuff. But we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. We're not hearing her side of the story. No, we're not. Anywho, Sophie says, I actually don't have any hobbies. My hobbies are wine and seafood. And Stu serves up both. I think she probably does. Or should. Uh, yeah. Get... Does she do puzzles or something? Come on. Like, you know, there's so many things you could do other than wine and seafood. Mm. I, I, I don't care. So we watch them eat this, like, sad, lukewarm seafood as they continue their discussion on the back of the boat. Sophie asks whether Stu is looking to have kids with another woman. Mm. And Stu says, I love kids more than life itself. I know you do too. And you'd be a great mom, obviously. But I have to tell you, in the spirit of openness... Now, I know you want to cut to the crowd. What were the crowd doing? A hundred people erupt with all <laughs> sorts of different, like, all sorts of different suggestions. <laughs> like, at this point? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, people are like, 
he's impotent. Okay. Like, uh, and then, you know, it took a while, but someone was like, he got the chop. How did they respond to what he said, the very next thing he said, which is, I was married and had four beautifuls. Because <laughs> I spit out my drink and I was watching the show on my own. I yeah. Like, what? Um, and then he said, then dot, 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 had, well, it was, uh, what I'm saying is, because oh, I'm just buddy. trying to be honest. Come on. Um, don't you get what I'm saying? This is fucking interminable. Um, uh, I've had a vasectomy. Cue the dramatic music. Cue the like, bum, 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 bum. Sophie goes, hang on a minute. He knows I want to have children. Like, how could he do this to how me? How could he retroactively have done this to <laughs> we, me? Yeah, we go to the ad break and you're left sitting there thinking like, how dare he, like many, many years in the past... Uh, have a reversible procedure that is entirely his choice. Has very little, to, you know, a, a, as if you were even a factor in his life How at that point. How like, dare he exercise his autonomy as a human yeah. being? It's rare that I'm in Stu's corner, but I am on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we now welcome you to a new segment of the podcast, Stu's Corner. <laughs> Stu, how's it going? Play the boat sound effect. Wrong one, but, you know. You get it. It works. I've got $500 million. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stu. Thanks, Stu, yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's just yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. After the break, Stu reassures Sophie that it is reversible. Ah. And if he found himself in the right situation, he would consider having kids again, even sort of doubling down and saying that he would do it all over, and that's from the bottom of my heart. So... It's another one of these like tension and then resolution things mm-hmm. that doesn't serve a whole lot of purpose except I guess like maybe stigmatizing people who like uh whatever that's like fertile yeah, yeah you're right. Uh he also reveals that uh while he's been separated from his ex-partner for a number of years, the divorce still hasn't been finalized and so he is still legally married. He's not legally blonde. <laughs> um Anyway, yeah, he says Sophie is not going to be... Like, like it doesn't matter. No. Sophie's like, yeah, whatever. Um, Sophie is not going to be meeting his partner, ex-partner, partner, ex-partner. Um, Who can say? Or his kids, for that matter. Um, he doesn't want them being involved in this at all. It's very <laughs> odd, the way that he phrases this. Yeah, he's like, I would never. <laughs> yeah, I would never expose them to something yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. it's like... Ah. All right, dude. <laughs> Okay. Right. And You're... Sophie's like, yeah, I really respect his decision. Yeah. And it's like, well, but you guys are both on the show. Come, mm, yeah. They're also involved by virtue of you being involved. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, exactly. And talking about them all the time mm. and your relationship with their mom. Yeah. And how heartbroken you were. Yeah, exactly. And they, like, their Good luck separating just, yourself like, from oh, this. Mm. Like you've been four years separated from your wife, dickhead. Mm. Um, uh, it, Jesus Christ. He has revealed so much personal information about his dick on the TV. Yes, as if that's his right. kids are, haven't suffered enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but Sophie will meet Stu's tough dad and his two younger sisters, Justine and Danielle. Now, Stu's dad yes. is super well known. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, he's the one who sort of runs this big empire. Of he's, pubs, right? He sits on the throne. Yeah. The throne of ease, yes. Um. But Stu tells Sophie, I'll protect the bejesus out of you. <laughs> Which is like weirdly threatening. It and is then also, also yeah. Protect, like, uh, oh. just, uh. Uh, they arrive and they meet the family, and Sophie finds herself slotting in pretty quickly, observing in voiceover that Stu's family is very similar to hers. One of Stu's sisters grills her on things like locations. Um, Stu lives in Sydney, but Sophie says Sydney is a second home to her already. Um, and also on motivations. Um, she says, everything I do makes press. Everyone who wants to date me has a motive, yada, yada. 
Sophie says she doesn't need a man for money since she is pretty well set already. Which goes down well at this table. Hey, this is this is a very wealthy conversation. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know how much it would matter either way. Like, if she was like, "I'm actually do- not doing so hot right now," they'd probably be like, "It's gonna be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine." But yeah. they're also like they're protective of family money. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation because like Sophie's uh, Sophie's sister, Sue's sister, especially, is like, "Does she want the family money?" Sure. Yeah. You know, like this is my inheritance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hands off. Yeah. Um, Stu recognizes that his dad is impressed by how hard of a worker Sophie is and has been. Uh, and overall, in his words, they've all given her a big thumbs up. Mm. Sophie and Stu reconvene outside the house and Stu says that was the best day ever. Like he's an infant. <laughs> um, and then he kisses Sophie. And the sound effect didn't work. And you burp. And I also burped. Cool. On mic. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's my impressions of that date. Uh, she says, I'll see you soon. And he says, I hope so. Impressions. Impressions. Neither of us likes you very much. He's fine. He's going to win. He's whatever. He's just fine. He's yeah. like, he's boring and rich. And that's to be the expected outcome. Yep. There's no one else here who vaguely resembles a winner. Wait, what are you talking about? Because we've got one left and it's the ever-promising Blake. <laughs> he's on the up and up, if you ask me. Let's what go. a charmer. He's been great since moment one. He certainly has There's been. There's never been a moment where I've doubted whether or not we should even talk about him on the podcast. Definitely not. We haven't sworn off Blake. No. Um, no, 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 no. And um, look, he's really working hard to be sensitive and all that shit because that is, as we know, what girls want. Yeah, that's actually yeah. what they want. Yeah. Um, and he and will tell you if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah, he, um, he seems to have watched... Uh, what Women Want by uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He seems to watch that. He Learning also... a lot of good lessons from Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yes. Um, the other thing is that he maybe has uh, like run a couple of those seminars. You know, those pickup seminars? Oh, sure. How to get a woman to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acquiesce to your will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. How to gain a woman in yeah. 10 days. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, that's it. Oh, it exists, so I'm sure. Oh, I bet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's McConaughey and, actually, and who? Who's the... Is it... Um, Sarah... Is it Sarah Jessica? No, no. It's one of the... We're cutting this bit, yeah. but it's, I just want to know. Is it... Sarah Michelle Gellar. Goop. Goop? <laughs> What's her name? Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? Maybe. <laughs> is it Goop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've gotten very into slime. We should talk about it. Probably not on mic. Uh, all right. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Xavier, you've gotten very into slime lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Go on Instagram, type in slime, just have a click around. There's some good stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, Callan told me the other day that he's gotten into beekeeping. Oh, cool. What is happening to my friends? <laughs> what? How do you just pick up beekeeping? He's doing a course. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> a six-session course on beekeeping. You're Googling slime on Instagram and you're really enjoying it. Yeah, I bought some. What's going on? You make little fart noises. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. There's a Fenton video all over again. Oh, it is Fenton. <laughs> Fenton! We'll talk about it another time. Jesus Christ. I really... Oh, I, sorry. Have you seen the video of the Irish family with the bat in their house? No. Oh, you got to watch that. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. It's Link the new Fenton. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fenton too. Uh, cut to Perth, Western Australia, the hometown of the one and only Blake, mm. who definitely wins the show, right? Uh, it seems likely at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All systems go for Blake. 
Um, can you believe there's still more of this episode, though? And, <laughs> and with Blake. Of all like, if I wasn't doing a podcast, I'd be like, well, I'm switching off this episode. Mm, saving the best to last. I guess because there's a roast ceremony afterwards, you have to stick around for that. That's true, yeah. Um, anyway, they meet in the bush wearing beanies. And soon after, Blake whisks them away to the Cockburn Ice Arena. Yes. Cockburn, I believe. Yeah, like Bruce. Mm. Mm. Cockburn, put some ice on it. That's what the slogan is. Oh. Just saying. Uh, that's where they'll be doing some ice skating together. Um, and <laughs> as Sophie says, they've got the whole place to themselves. So it's like an 80s rom-com. I don't remember which one. Uh, pretty in pink. Sure, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Mm. Just a wild guess. We're going to get in trouble. Yeah. That's a big movie people like. Ah, uh, look, I... You Probably know. it in some way has held up badly. We can stand behind that. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> um, they're dressed up in very cute little sweaters. And Blake says he looks forward to showing more of his sensitive side. Um, he does a little... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does this little... And fake snow starts raining down from the ceiling above them. It's very, ah, very it's sweet. good. I want to be able to do this in my own life. Yeah, totally. But with slime. Oh, cool. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also, like right after that, he does a little, and then his <laughs> friends, Phoebe, Monica, Chandler, Ross, and Rachel you, all show this up. This is where you were going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because well, I didn't even draw the parallels between Stu from The Bachelorette and Ross until recently. But <laughs> as it turns out, as the two wealthiest people in their respective sure. TV shows, there are a lot of things going on there. It also does mean that Stu eventually falls in love with Apollo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could, uh, yeah, sure. Yep. Honestly. In the I'm, final episode. I'd watch at least half of that. Oh, me too. And uh, let's <laughs> Not see. Not half. Osher and Jimmy have a baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. Uh, he has got a partner? Osher? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe they'd figure it oh, out. There's some surrogacy, surrogacy happening in... Yeah, uh, maybe they were on a break. Friends? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> Blake says Being able to provide snow for Sophie For my perfect date Yeah that was amazing You didn't provide any you fucking snow You didn't know dude You didn't create the snow No Um, But they kiss in the middle of the ice Before making their way to a picnic rug With some hot chocolate waiting for them I assume Blake takes credit for that as well Yeah he did make hot chocolate Yeah, yeah. Um, Blake says a lot of very nice things That he's pretty clearly memorised <laughs> He says, I want to make sure you're 100% fine all the time and you're happy. Um, but then I want you to know that I'm always here to guide you and protect you in that. <laughs> it just, it's just not too good. Sophie in voiceover says, I feel like he's just telling me what he wants, uh, what, what he thinks I want to hear, which is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Um, but in a snap, we're off to meet Blake's family, uh, his sister, mom, and dad, as we learn from Blake's voiceover. They didn't even have the chat. No. They cut it. Uh, so, this is funny. Mm -hmm. This date is very funny. Yes. So, first things first, Blake says, um, apropos of nothing, he's like, I'm, I'm going to have your back no matter what. Like, if this gets hard, I know you're nervous going into this, like, I'm going to take care of you in that, or whatever. It's probably something like yes. what he said. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Blake's mom shrieks with delight. It's so good. When Sophie walks in. Um, and in recap, she gushes about being a Bardot fan from way back when, and having a celebrity in the house is clearly making her dreams come true, 
Which, like, I'm shocked that we got this far through Hometowns without somebody being like, oh, yeah, I'm acknowledging the fact that this is Sophie Mung from Bardo. Uh-huh. Like, and not just in a, like, does that mean she can't date my boy sort of way? But more yeah. like in a, whoa, whoa, I get her to sign some stuff. My fucking son's on a date with a fucking celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she can be poisoned. Uh. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Personally, um, I preferred Scandal Us. Really? No, I prefer Hot Scott Kane. You, you like know Scott this. Green, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Sophie says, I'm not sure if they're excited to meet Blake's girlfriend or Sophie Monk, which is a pretty good way to wrap it up. Yep. They sit down to dinner and Blake's sister starts grilling Sophie. What appeals to you about Blake? <laughs> Great question. Very good question. Um, she says, he makes me laugh. Which and is she said that about <laughs> Stu. And True. she said that about... Someone else. Who's the other person? Mm. Uh, yeah. mm. Can't remember. Not Jared. Yeah. Unjared. Apollo. 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 Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. It's a weird kind of like non-committal thing because it's like y- you can laugh at things that you don't find attractive or want to true. be in a relationship with yeah. very easily, mm-hmm. such as Garfield the lasagna cat. He hates Mondays like I do. He really does, but you don't want to fuck him. Nope. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Did you see all the uh, stuff on Twitter this week about the Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield? No. Um, oh, this is great. So if you haven't seen, there's a, there's a famous Garfield comic where um, John, the owner of Garfield, is at the vet and he um, takes a sip from a mug that is just sitting on the desk. And then the vet informs him that he is about to have a litter of puppies. <laughs> and I guess the implication is that it's like dog, dog semen, semen <laughs> which doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Yeah. But this week, Jim Davis came out and he was like, that's not what it was about. Like he's been approached for comments so many times that you had to clarify it. He's like, no, I used to work on a farm and we had this like high protein supplement that we would give the bulls. And uh, so it was like a, I assumed that it was like a dog version of it. And so that was my intention and people have been getting it wrong for so long. (laughs) I just love the idea of the fucking Garfield man who probably spends 15 minutes a day working tops. um, Like finally breaking his silence, speaking out, not through the, the lips of... Uh, the Alf Fluffy Orange friend. But, no, no, no. Uh, through his own mouthpiece. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. enough of this. Okay. She also asks if it's going to be a problem that Blake is from Perth. Another fair question. Yep. Um, uh, she says, I've always said I'd move anywhere. Um, she hasn't necessarily said that to Blake or about Perth. No. Um, but, you know, she's like, well, I have to maintain this fiction. <laughs> um uh, there is a hilarious moment where Blake's mum is needling Sophie, um, where she goes, um, because this is getting serious and, you know, we don't even watch the show. And then they, they, they put this like dun, 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 like suspenseful dun, dun, music. Dun, dun, dun. How could you not watch it? the show? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we shouldn't trust this one. Mm-hmm. She's not one of us. One of us. Um, yeah. the grilling continues as they ask whether he, she is definitely there to find love, etc. Uh, And we cut to Blake, who is just kind of staring at his plate. Uh, And Sophie says, so much for having my back. Yes. Which, and she points out, like, she didn't ask for him to, like, back him up necessarily, but because he he really made a big deal out of it. Yes. The fact that he's just kind of sitting there and letting her do all the emotional labor and hard work really stinks. Mm -hmm. What a surprise from Blake. I thought he was a front runner. What? Wow. Sophie gives the same speech. where she says, I can't go on social media, I can't go to bars and date people and that yes. sort of thing. We've heard it a few times now. But this really resonates with Blake's family, um, especially his mum, who I guess seems to at least have a pretty good handle on Sophie's celebrity mm. and the way that that must impact her life. 
Um, all of a sudden, it's just about done, though. Um, Blake, in recap, says it was really awesome to see Sophie nailing all the answers, and he didn't even really need to say anything. Wow. Um, which I just... It's so disappointing. <laughs> like... Yep. He's so close. Yeah. So close to realizing... So close. You know? Yeah. It's one of those frustrating things. Just chips in the night. Exactly. Like any uh, semblance of truth or self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Blake and Sophie stand outside, and Blake says... I don't want to let you go. <laughs> um, He's like, the bad high school boyfriend in yeah. every movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like it's a joke. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't follow it. Um, maybe he's just shy and this is how it's expressed. No. I don't think so. No, no, no. Um, he tells her to fly safe. They share a tiny little kiss. And I didn't even hit the right button and I'm just going to move on. Ah. Um, oh, thank you. Um, and Sophie walks away. In voiceover, she says, I didn't even ask him to have my back, but if you say it, you'd better deliver. Yep. It's hard to argue with. Fair. Um, so that's Hometowns. That's Hometowns finished, and uh, it's left with a little suspense. I guess a little bit. Like, there's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, how's he going to How's he gonna react to yeah. this? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the, the fun bit. Yeah, and yeah. that's, we end up getting a very good thing that yeah. happens. Uh, at the Rose ceremony. Yes, in fact. Yes. Okay, so... Do we need to talk about anyone else getting a rose, or can we just cut straight to what happened? Well, I mean, like, firstly, I want to say Usher Ginsburg. Oh, uh, yeah. Finally in this mm, episode. Mm, mm. Nice to see him again. Good boy. Um, yeah, at this point, it's, it's pretty clear what's going to happen, but Sophie hands the first rose to Jared, then Apollo, and then, and all the music sucks out. And uh-huh. I think we've had this maybe once before, but yeah. we have this, like, more extreme thing where, like, there's a little heartbeat sound effect in the background, yeah. really raising the tension. Uh, and then when she says, Stew... I don't know if you noticed this, but her voice had been pitched down like probably an octave. Yep. Like she's like, don't trust Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want Blake around anymore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Very interesting editing choice. Uh Very strange. Um, But anyway, Blake silently hugs the other men Mm. before walking up to Sophie. Uh, She takes him outside and asks if he's okay. Mm. And he says yes. And then says, well, not really. And then these thundering drums kick in behind him. Phil Collins is <laughs> yeah. just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, totally. He's going ape shit. I can only imagine the crowd reaction at a big bar thing as well uh-huh. for, for this thing. So many people are just like, this dude's a club. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of wrote down exactly what this conversation was. because do it, please. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, Blake says, I don't know. I'm speechless. I don't really know what to say at all. And so if he goes, really? I came into this wanting to feel protected and safe. I need your backing. Like I really do. And Blake says, I've told you I had your back. And Sophie says, I know, but you've got to show it. Great from Sophie. Totally. Yep. Hard to argue with. Um, Blake says, I don't really have anything else to say. Hey, have fun with the other boys. Ciao. And Sophie... Ciao is such a villain thing to say, and it's so good. Yeah. And so many people at a bar in Sydney erupted in laughter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Blake then gets a little voiceover thing where he says, seriously, she gives me that bullshit fucking answer? Or the bleep, you know. Uh, and then Sophie, uh, we cut back to Sophie, who yeah. says, Jesus Christ, Fenton. Um, <laughs> and then Blake says, fuck this. And then Sophie says, fuck. Yeah. And, and it's all bleeped out. It's, you should watch the clip, I guess. It's like good. Justice. It's yeah, very yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, but also like, fuck it, Blake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buddy. What a piece of shit. Buddy. Uh, and then his equally charming limo exit, he says, the fact that I la- that like I apparently didn't protect her, that's just BS. Best guy for her is in this limo on his way home. She's just got the second best guys in the house now. Eat tied second? 
Yeah, all of them. Okay. So the show actually it's nice is that he over has an equal now. opinion of She's them. She's wound up with yeah, all yeah. of them in a beautiful, <laughs> blissful partnership. Yeah, look, uh, polygamy. What is it? Thru- right no, quap, quapple. No, quap. Because you have a couple and then a thruple. I, I know that, but then quapple. Yeah, that's also that what sense. you hit in Harry Potter, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, ten points. I think it's also like like a challenging flash-based uh, computer game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to control the arms and limbs. Oh, good, good. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. That's, that's it. the Bachelorette coverage All for right. this week. Well, we've done a good episode. Thank you. And, uh, I agree. And uh, you've done a good episode as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Good job, everybody listening as well. Uh, hey, for making it this great far. job. Excellent. Um, and now in, One of your uh, best efforts yet, I'd I have say to so say, too. listener. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I do want to say, though, because we have done such a good job, we are technically entitled um, mm. to a five-star review on iTunes. And if uh, we don't get it, um, look... There, I'm going to erupt uh, in the limo on the way home mm. and all of you will just be left with the second best podcast out there. And it's not a big deal or anything like no, that, no. but like, just imagine the huge gaping hole of content that we would leave in your life were we to disappear. And just mm. think about how much worse your life would be without us. That's exactly it. And like, what we do... like. It's so important for us to be like sensitive and shit because mm-hmm. we know that you like that. That's what listeners are looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's what listeners want. Yeah. And um, you know, if Mel Gibson and has taught us anything, mm. which he's taught us everything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. um, Braveheart. That's what I try and live by. I try and have a Braveheart. Wilson. Mm. And I try and get the Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> what? That was a movie he did. The Gringo? Get the Gringo. Oh my Not God. Not to be confused with Get Him to the Greek, which I they always next to each other, and I always think Get Him to the Gringo get or him something. To the, yeah, but that's a very offensive term, right? Yes, yeah. I think so. Okay, well. But I mean, it's being used to refer to him, which I, mean, I don't know. Even still. Mel Gi- not, okay, look. Wasn't look. he the beaver? No, mm. he had a friend who was the beaver, who was a beaver. Mel Gibson, uh, no stranger to uh, trauma mm. or uh, doing questionable things in the public eye. Yep, yep. We okay. don't really need to give him any more press. Nope, that's it. Goodbye. You know who needs some press? Ah! Ah! Bachelor of Hearts podcast, because we actually did come here to make friends. Uh, if you would like to, uh, or even if you would dislike to, <laughs> we'll change your mind. Yep. Head on down to socialmedia.com and type in Pod in the browser window. Uh <clears throat> Get on the Google machine. Sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, leave us a nice uh, little bit of feedback for the podcast because that means other people will listen to it maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're going to have another episode pretty soon. Very soon. Um, as soon as possible after the finale. Is, ASAP. Can you fucking believe it's the so finale? So excited about the finale. Um, we have a big special guest. I'm yes. very excited very about excited it. Very excited about it. We should her. reveal maybe who it is. Yeah. It's Bernie met- Lancaster. I'm very excited she's about great. it. She's uh, great. Author of the incredible book, No Way, Okay, Fine. Yes. Yeah. She's an excellent uh, internet commentator and I just uh, music critic. The book, it's so fucking good. It's great, right? Uh, it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited about that. We hope you guys, uh, yeah, look, it's gonna good. be a great time. <laughs> we yeah. hope you're good. We love you. We love you so much. Take care of each other and mm-hmm. yourselves, and uh, just have a wonderful couple of days. And I hope the finale treats us all well. Uh, me too. We're all in this together. Oh, <laughs> I've seen know, it. You've seen, I've the, seen oh, it. Damn it. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks again. We okay, love we you. We love you. Goodbye. Run it out. Fake it. Still looking. Where'd it go now? Where'd we find this? In my heart all about. I'm waiting for another year, hearing your voice, I'm getting to my kids. kids.
fun, real moment. I popcorn into my life. Just fun, hope we do popcorn and what? It's very cool. It's very hip. Ah, uh, popcorn. Mm. I hardly know. <laughs> <laughs>